0: Hello, and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened, where we discuss, explore, and connect with fellow empaths, healers, intuitives, and seekers. Hello, empaths. Today we're going to be discussing automatic writing and so much more with our guest, Michael Sandler. Michael hosts the Inspire Nation show and is the creator of Inspire Nation University. He's a best-selling author, coach, and speaker, and so much more as you'll discover in this hour together, who's helped transform thousands of lives through his open-hearted warrior coaching program. In his newest book, The Automatic Writing Experience, Michael teaches readers how to turn their journaling into channeling to help you get unstuck, find direction, and transform your spiritual journey. Michael, welcome to the show. What I love so much about your book, is how you shared a lot of yourself and your wife's journey as you came to discover what automatic writing can do for you. Can you start us off just by telling us a little bit about how you came to this and some of the struggles you all overcame in the process?
1: Sure, sure, Samantha. And thank you so much for having me on the show. So yeah, (laughs) there have been so many, beautiful, I'm laughing because there have been so many trials and tribulations in our lives, but this is is 2022 in everyone's life right now. There's so many trials and tribulations. The short version is um, we were living on Maui. We were best-selling authors in another genre and um, we were feeling a bit lost and stuck, even though we were meditating every single day. We were actually holding space three, four hours a day at a meditation center. Um, We were feeling um, lost. We didn't know which way to turn. Um, I ended up having my second of uh, two near-death experiences at that time. And then a a third accident, not an NDE, a third accident followed that kind of universe uh, nudging me with a giant two by four for change. My wife, Jessica got sick with mold toxicity poisoning. And uh, so she was doing anything but well as well. And we were uh, at an end. And in fact, we ended up eventually getting punted off of Maui. We had run out of money. We had run out of health. And as we were approaching our end on Maui, we had learned this process a few years earlier of connecting with uh, what is called the Akashic Masters, the librarians of the universe. And it was a process similar to automatic writing. And each time I dove into that, I heard that... um, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be speaking from a mountaintop up on high before thousands and thousands of people. And I would say, well, that's my ego. And, and so I would stop doing the writing and I would come back to it, you know, you're know, speaking from a mountaintop up high, thousands and thousands of people. And, and again, I would think that's my ego and I push it aside before we left Maui though, I was daring enough to start into this again and started honing this process which came to me known as, as odd, the automatic writing experience. and. Though I didn't want, ironically, we're living in New Jersey now, I didn't want to have to move from Maui to Jessica's childhood home in New Jersey. And I was saying anywhere but New Jersey, and I I love people here, but I was saying anywhere but New Jersey, anywhere but New Jersey. I knew when I got to the state side, if we were kicked off of Maui, that I would embrace it. We got here and I said, all right, you get to do things differently. And I started diving in each and every day into automatic writing, a process where I'm talking to, whether we call it angels, guides, spirits, or you're hearing a kitty cat, kitty cat in the sky, whatever you want to call it, we're getting divine guidance because I'm like, my butt just got kicked. Our butts just got kicked by, uh, because, um, we didn't have a methodology for listening to the universe and I don't want that anymore. And so I dove in each and every day out of that came our beautiful show, came a rebounding in our coaching business, our classes, our health, now baby on board, everything. And I would even put baby on board to automatic writing. I'm going to give everything to automatic writing because I was now communication or in communion with spirit and all good things come out of that. When you're out of communion or you're walking around na-na-na-poo-poo, you know, I don't want to hear it, even though you, you feel there's something else, you feel there's a different direction, but you're not listening, you're in a state of discord, and, and, and it's like banging your head against the wall.
0: That is so true. That is so true. And thank you so much for sharing that part of your journey.
1: You're, you're most welcome.
0: So one of the
2: things, and and I do, spirit will wake me up at four o'clock in the morning and like, boom, start writing, Denise. And that's my automatic writing experience. And a lot of people, and I've always said, and you bring this up in your book about spirit writing, where you can connect with people in spirit that have passed, your loved ones, with your guides, with your angels, with, with any realm that's out there, we can make this connection. But what I'll tell people is you have to show up and you have to let people know who you're looking for. So could you go into that? Because I, uh, what scares people is what's out there? What am I going to find? How will I know it's something safe to connect to? So so, so
1: let, let's address part A and part B. Part, part A, uh, there are prayers that you say that help surround you in this bubble of love and light. So you're going to go to the highest level realm, the highest level source. This is the opposite of the old school Ouija board, where you're just putting a giant Butterfly or bigger net out there, and whatever you catch, you catch. This is very specific, so you do not have to worry about. You know, am I going to pick up the latest ooga booga that's flying by? <laughs> and there, there are actually checks you can do if there's a possibility of having picked up the ooga booga. But you're not if you're going. If you're going to God, Source, Universe, Jesus, Buddha, Allah, uh, Jehovah. Uh, Love and light, if you're going to this, that's what you're going to get, and it's very easy to tell. It's not that there's going to be some crafty spirit pretending to be your mom, that does not happen, so you don't have to worry about that. Now, conversely, as you said this and you said loved ones who passed on, I just keep hearing in my head, Miraku, 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 because we had two twins in my wife's belly until a couple of weeks ago, and one of them had to give up her life to help the other one come through, and her name is Miraku. And she has come through so powerfully loud and clear through automatic writing. What's wild is for the first few sessions, she came across as a a baby girl. And then her voice morphed so that there's still some baby girlness, but it morphed into elder. And it's like, holy crap. I hope that's okay to say. Holy, (laughs) holy moly. Because she's like, look. I've been around millions or billions of lifetimes with you because we've been together for eternity. And this was the role I was playing this lifetime. But we've played many different roles. And I'm here to guide you. And I'm here to help you. And I'm here by Hannah's side, our our baby who is is coming through in the physical form this lifetime. And she's like, at the first moment, I'm coming back. (laughs) But right here, I'm here to help. Right now, I'm here to help guide you. And I'm here to help Hannah. And each and every day has been coming through loud and clear. I did a, a live show on Monday night. I do a, a YouTube live event every Monday night and I channel before it half of the channeling was my angels and guides. And then she kind of went Poink! and elbowed and knocked him out of the way. And she's like, here's what you need to tell them." And I'm like, wow. So our the spirit of our loved ones, first off, uh, time and space aren't real. And I don't mean that as a as a metaphorical thing. I mean, universe is stacked, one layer on top of the next, on top of the next. All time is happening simultaneously. All space is happening simultaneously. So our angels, our guides, our spirits, our loved ones, are always here. There is no "I have to find my loved one who's passed on. You may have to f- fine-tune the connection, and certainly process like automatic writing can help, but they're always there. And so it's actually much simpler than we realize to begin tuning in. And then they have a lot to say because like I teach a a school of mystics, which is about living in both worlds here and at a higher plane, they're on the higher plane. We, part of us is always there, but that's where they're existing. And so the wealth of information and guidance we can bring back if we're open to it is, is stunning.
0: You know, I'm so sorry to hear about the, the physical loss of your daughter, But how comforting that you and your wife Ann Hannah are going to have this record really of, of her being here with and for you to guide you. And I think that's one of the positive aspects of automatic writing. Do you think it is channeling? Is it a branch of channeling? What are some of the similarities and differences?
1: I'm, you know, that's a great question. And and I'm still stumped, forgive me, on channeling versus mediumship versus how, what, what is the gray area? How do we call one or the other? So I would say it is a version of channeling. You are bringing forward messages from somebody else and you're doing it without the conscious mind. It is also conversation, or I'm going to take it one more level. I'm going to use the word that the angels and guides use communion. And communion. Means a very deep level of conversation that goes beyond idle chit chat. It goes beyond even, what do I need to know today? Which is where we start with automatic writing. This goes to developing a relationship with someone on the other side. And this becomes a very deep and profound relationship. And the more that you practice it, the more this relationship, I hear it gains a tenor, it gains a richness to it that perfuses your entire day. So I started doing automatic writing once a day, diligently, each and every day. First, I started with writing, but I'm dyslexic. So when they started going, all my words and stuff started flipping around backwards. So I started typing to try and keep up. And recently when I was hit by an SUV, I had to actually do it with a microphone and and have it, which was difficult, but actually worked, have it, you know, type on the computer for me. But what happens over time is the more that you build this neural pathway, and we've all heard neurons that fire together, wire together, the more that you begin hearing from spirit, from angels, from a loved one on the other side, all of the time. So as I'm speaking to you, Samantha, as I'm speaking to you, Denise, it's really a three-way conversation, in this case, a four-way conversation, which is as long as I pause and breathe, so to speak, they're coming through loud and clear. I don't hear it as a booming voice right now, but why my show took off, why everything is taken off is because I'm in conversation or communion now continuously. My biggest challenge is when the fight or flight egoic response comes up. And I don't mean ego, I'm a great person. What I mean is the, I need to keep myself safe person. When that egoic voice comes up to remember to pause and listen, because the voice of spirit is always there. Sometimes you can even tell best what's the voice of spirit, because you want to fight against it in those moments. Because it's telling you to go right, and you're so freaked out, you consciously want to go left, but spirit tends to know better.
0: (laughs) It's very, very true.
2: You just nailed a really important point, Michael, is sometimes you just have to get the hell out of the way and let the messages come through. Because if if you try to force it or guide it, you're missing out on all this wealth and richness that is trying to come through. They want to help us. They want to be there. And when I work as a medium and I do readings and I do work as a channel, and Samantha does as well she, as a medium, we bring through this stuff that we get out of the way. And that's what we teach people is get out of the way and let it come through you, not from you, because then you're going to give the true intent of what they're trying to bring through. And before we started to record, you brought up something about the empaths coming on, being on the planet. And I love, love, love the way you articulated that. Would you mind sharing that again? Please? Yeah, a-
1: empaths to me are, are beings. Uh, Living amongst us. In fact, you're listening to this. So chances are you are an empath because you're drawn to Denise's and Samantha's energy and and mine as well. Um, An empath has been around so many times that she or he lets their guard down now. Let's in all of this energy, does not try to filter it. However, it, which means that you're a mystic over millions and millions of lifetimes, you've developed this ability. And the shortest way to call a mystic, other than saying that you live on both sides of the veil and are more aware of it, is someone who hears without ears, sees without eyes, knows without thought. You get these things you hear without ears, see without eyes know without thought. You get these things intuitively. It's such a strong hit. However, because you haven't had proper training, which is why shows like yours are so important today, because you haven't had proper training in your mystical gifts, and society certainly does not teach you how to use them. If anything, like my wife, I'm an empath. She's like a 10x or 100x empath. And she was told growing up she was too sensitive We're not taught how to use these gifts and because an empath inherently doesn't want anybody to feel bad. We are the pleasers. It means we get hoovered (laughs) the most until we learn how to meter our emotions and work with our super skills. When we do, these are our superhero powers. We become the mystic we were always meant to be. We traverse the world at a higher level. We're living in a higher plane, and we're actually the leaders, not the followers. We're taught we're the followers. We're the quiet ones. We're the uh, dangerous to say, but I'm hearing spirits say meek, but I don't mean it as you're weak. We're actually the powerful old souls, but we are I hear compressed to a lower level temporarily until that energy pops inside of us and go, I can't take it this way anymore. Just like my cat just pounced behind me. That energy wells up and we discover discover I have superhero powers and I can live as like Paul Selig's guides would talk about it at a higher room and others will follow me because I am bold and brave enough to live my full, true, authentic self. And then not only are you taking in everybody else's energy, which you learn how to meter and, and not take it all in, but you exude. And we've felt it when an empath's energy just glows out there like the sun that she or he is, everybody is drawn to them.
0: I think empaths are are quiet and observant so much, like you said, because I, I love the Course in Miracles and when it says in there, you know, that this world is insane. You know, we live in an insane world. And I remember first reading that and going, oh, I'm not the only one who thought that. I think so many empaths just, we stop, we're quiet, we observe, because we're looking around at this loud, boisterous, look at me world. And we're thinking, I don't, this isn't, this isn't my world. So I think there's, that's why there's always that feeling of being different or strange or other.
1: Yeah, and and how how I see it now is insanity by design to cause us to yearn for something more. Universe is always wanting to expand on an individual level. We're always ascending, spiraling upwards, even when we find ourselves back in the same place. It's an upward spiral. And for whatever reason, humanity, this is all story, but my guess is that the story is, We are a a lower level, highly functioning, energetic being having an energetic experience in human form, meaning we learn right now through pain and discomfort. There are other beings that don't need that because we learn best when our back is against the wall. If you put an empath in an insane world, and there is no way I'm going to say this world is sane, it's craziness. Everything about it is completely insane by design to help us to learn and grow and evolve. And even the you're too sensitive, be quiet or hide to be safe is all by design to help us. Here's a good way to put it. If you take a seed and put it in the ground and you don't tamp the soil down, many of those plants, when they blossom will die because there was nothing to resist against. If you take a caterpillar in a cocoon or chrysalis, I guess it would be, and you open up the chrysalis to help them, they will die because they did not have resistance. So this insanity temporarily until we as a species, and I believe are right on the cusp of having that coming together of enough people of enough like-minded souls where we hit that critical mass and we evolve to something higher. Right now, it is by design to help us to evolve. So we look at the craziness, we look at the insanity, and we go, all right, some reason I choose to be in this crazy, insane world here. Let's see what I can do with it. Let's start first on the inside and reconnect. It's not that you're right, I lost the connection. Clear the connection between me and the other side that's becoming a mystic, and then let's rock this.
0: Yeah, I love that. I definitely want to talk more about your mystic school, but one of the best ways to clear that connection is by people checking out your book, A.W.E., Automatic Writing Experience, and you give, I like the way you wrote and structured the book because it's very easy to read. It's broken down. Um, There are, I wanted to almost ask if you have experience with dyslexia, because I have a daughter with dyslexia and I thought she could read this so easily because you've got things in bold and charts and tables. And I like that. I appreciated that. And you give people very hardcore parameters. Like you say, listen to binaural beats or entrainment music to help you. You also say that you really should do automatic writing in the early morning. Now, I'm a night owl. <laughs> so I read that and thought, oh, no, one more thing I have to do in the morning. Can you tell people why early morning is best for, for everyone to try this?
1: Yes. And and, and and I'll give you, you probably already know this. I'll give you a tip for night owls as well. So when you dive into automatic writing, and, and thank you for explaining, there is, there is, I don't want to use a scary word, but we can call it a technology behind it. There's a simple way. Do this, do that, do the other thing. And the words flow period. It's very simple. And I wanted to make it that way. In fact, I had a book for uh, students with attention deficit disorder and other learning disabilities that I wrote 15, 20 years ago. I tried to color code the heck out of that thing as well, because I did grow up dyslexic. So I wanted to make it easy for people. Um, With that said, there are two times of the day that the world goes quiet. We can call it the field. What does it mean by the field? Well, if you fly anywhere and you fly over a major metropolis, at this point, it's almost the whole East Coast, it glows with light at night. That is this field of energy. It is also a field of thought. And when you're doing automatic writing, if you attempt to plug in when that field of thought is cranking, what you get instead of spirit, angel, guides, loved ones, is you get everybody's how to or everybody's to do list. You get, I need to get this done. I need to get that done. I need to get the other thing done. When we first got here to New Jersey, I found that if I did automatic writing before 6, 6 6.15 in the morning, it was nice, peaceful, calm words. But then we live right by a a little main artery that goes into New York City. And somewhere around 6.15 in the morning, it would all switch. And the energy I would get was like, which (laughs) is everybody got their Starbucks fighting their way into the city. Now, as for morning versus evening and working in those quiet times is best before everybody wakes. Automatic writing is an attunement. So there's a conscious level, that's the words that flow onto the page. But there's a lever, we'll call it rather than uh, subconscious, we're going to call it supra consciousness, a level above consciousness where you're plugged into the frequency and vibration of the universe this is actually more important than the words. Because if you plug in each and every morning, for instance, the rest of the day flows better. Even if you didn't get very divine words of wisdom and guidance, but you're in harmony, you're vibrating in coherence, we could say, better with the universe. Now, why I recommend it first thing in the morning is to get that highest level coherence for the entire day ahead. Because once you plug into big picture frequency, even if you didn't get the words, everything seems easier or has more of you have a greater understanding, even in the insanity of it, you do your automatic writing, somebody goes and cuts you off, you're a little bit, just a little bit less likely to give the mono digital response, <laughs> for instance. Now for night owls, I don't say don't do it at night, not at all. What I say now is let's reread it, Samantha, first thing in the morning to get you back into that energetic frequency or attunement before you start the day. So I call it an automatic writing sandwich. If you're a morning person, we do it in the morning. And I recommend everybody try it in the morning. We do it in the morning and then we reread it before we go to sleep to put you into that state before you go off for your another six, seven, eight, maybe even nine or 10 hours of training through the night. And if you're a night owl, uh, write it in the evening and then read it in the morning.
0: Great advice. I love that. And that's so true about the energy at those times of the day, being calmer. And you can feel that, that chaos that starts to kick up right around that time. That's so, so true.
2: One of the other things that you bring up in your book, and I've been finding a lot of what you're talking about feels to me like collective energy. Like we're tapping yes. into that field where all, we all have access to it. No one gets because of your address or your bank account or, or your lineage gets more of a, a, a shot at it than someone else. But the, the connection to nature, so many people right now are being drawn back to that earth energy, to that healing, to that, that it, it's, it's visceral, it's deep, it's, and, and I feel like two things, and I love, love, love that you're having this little new human come onto the planet, because I think they're here for the shift, yeah. and they're choosing the families to come into that are ready to help them, like we've paved the way. And now they're here for the transition, yeah. but f- could you touch a little bit? Cause you, you articulated it beautifully in your book about why all of a sudden there's so many of us being drawn back to nature, to healing, to, to being more present with that earth energy.
1: Well, The earth, it's a, br- it's a brilliant question, Denise, uh, the earth speaks to us. It's always speaking to us in frequency and tone and music. And it is a channel to the divine. It is the divine. It is Mother Earth. It's a real living entity being that we are on and are birthed from. And so I don't know if either of you have caught the latest Matrix movie. Uh, Just came out last week. and I
0: have to rewatch the first couple before I... (laughs)
1: makes sense and 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 it will take watching a few times and if you're like me it's going to take going like this because i don't want to uh uh, watch the violence because it's all programming so i've got like my fingers over my eyes but one of the things that was said early on and it is still it still has some substantial moments of brilliance um because those who created it are awake and so there's some definite moments of brilliance hi kitty um is that the matrix is filled with noise by design. And so there's a moment when somebody is not in the matrix and they're going, do you hear that? Do you hear the silence? And it is in the silence. And nature speaking is silence. There's a tenor to it. It is in the silence that we hear so much more beyond the ears, beyond the known. And so we are being drawn to it now because whether or not we do automatic writing, and of course, I would love it. That's kind of my gift to humanity. It didn't come from me, but I'll still call it my gift to humanity or our gift to humanity. I'd love everybody, particularly love the leaders, but, but this isn't about the leaders. This is about the everybody. I, I'd love everybody to learn automatic writing. But with that said, if we simply get ourselves out to nature, we just had snow here today in the East Coast. If you just walk out in the snow, snow is quiet. There's never been a loud snow ever. So you will. It's <laughs> Kitty knocking over really the mic. To
0: be a part of this. <laughs> Good job, love
1: bug. Oh, I love you. And I've got I've got a bottled water up here that's open um, in case I get a dry throat. And and so I'm like. One hand on the water, one hand on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a good girl. This is the love bug who has now joined us, and she is. She demands most cats like nice and gentle. She demands thumpage, and and she will uh, headbutt you or do whatever it takes until you treat her like a little kitty drum, and then she is in heaven. We we all come in here with with our own desires, our own pulls in our heart, and and she loves to be roughed up for whatever <laughs> reason.
0: I have a cat just like that. And she will put her her head right under your chin and knock it up until you pet her. And, and then she pulls on my crystal necklaces all the time. But, you know, we love all our pets, right? Exactly. What about you? So you, I love what you said about the silence. And I do think that something is going on in the world right now where we are designed to be distracted, you know, mm-hmm. really from all of this, this beauty that is waiting for us when we go within. What about ringing in the ears though? Is that ever a sign? Do you think, I mean, aside from medical stuff like tinnitus, is that ever a sign that, Hey, time to slow down, time to meditate, time to try, time to try some automatic writing.
1: I, I see it. I think belief uh, what's coming to me is three different ways. And it's interesting because there was some, some ad on the weather AccuWeather this morning. And it's always interesting to see what kind of crazy ads it gives me. And this morning it was for um, tinnitus. So very interesting synchronicity there. Um, Certainly tinnitus can be a, what are you not listening to? What are you not hearing? And so many people I've worked with have been able, I don't know if cure is the right word, but um, the tinnitus goes away once she or he starts listening deeper. Really listening deeper, and so that is one reason that it comes about is to help us to listen, to wake up to something greater that's going on. Uh, A second reason can be simply, and this sounds crazy on one level; another level, it's not. You're getting downloads, yeah, and to simply slow down as you're saying and be with the ringing. Be with it. You can even go thank you for the downloads. So that's another key reason. Another key reason certainly can be, you know, is your diet or body or physicality out of order that's creating almost like a headache situation. So I've seen this with people um, who have profound headaches. Um, The word is escaping me for for these types of headaches.
0: The aura Um, headaches?
1: Uh, where you see color and things of this sort. Yeah, I Uh,
0: think that's called an aura headache.
1: So uh, even beyond that, uh, more general term, but aura headache certainly would be in there. Uh, Migraine, thank you. (laughs) Spirit's like, migraine. (laughs) So there can be a physical component too. but, But all physicality has roots in spirituality because we're an energetic being having an energetic experience in human form. So when somebody comes to me with tinnitus, the first thing, and, and some people will be driven nuts. They'll go, I am listening. <laughs> but the first thing will be, what are we not hearing? And it can be asking, another way to put it is, is there any area of life that's out of alignment where you know you need to go right, but you're choosing right now for whatever reason, and I'm saying this out of love, you're choosing to go left because sometimes that ringing will get louder and louder until you're brave enough to make that shift.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's it. Those are, those are great three answers to that common question that Denise and I get a lot. And I think sometimes when you make that commitment, whether it's through automatic writing or checking out your school of mystics, anytime we make that decision to go within and trust ourselves, for me anyway, that, that ringing tends to slow down because it's like, okay, you got it. You're listening. You're, you're getting the downloads. Bingo. Yeah. One
2: of the things in your book that I love is at the end, you go through the woohoo technique, like the eight sections of your life. And so many people that we all talk to right now are trying to find balance. They Either they've been hyper-focused on one aspect of their life or another, and they're saying, we need this balance. And when you go through those, those eight sections of manifestation that you've presented, it really does show if you spend time in each of those little spaces, or you focus on one and move to the next. Could you chat about that for a moment?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, so I, look at, I look at using modern vernacular, I like to use the term wealth. And, and, and I'm no longer a law of attraction guy, which is interesting because I'm more of a higher level flow. I feel it's, it's beyond, it's going from the, the uh, me to the we at this point. Doesn't mean you can't have everything you have, but it might mean that the everything that you want is at a higher level than what you wanted. So with that said, I look at wealth in many different categories of life. For instance, time wealth. If you don't have time, I don't care how much money I give you, you're going to be miserable. Physical wealth, as the Dalai Lama talks about, you know, if he says Western society, they trade their their, um, health for money and later on they're trading their money for health. If you don't have health, it doesn't matter about anything else. Family and friends, if you're all alone, and this is not a time where it feels comfortable to be alone. There was a time to be the monk in the cave in a sense, but now is a time to join with others, which is interesting during this uh, COVID lockdown, not lockdown, you know, amorphic time that we're in. But if we're not focusing on the energy and friends and family, we don't feel we're wealthy as well the creativity, that pull, that spark from the universe. If we ignore it, you want to talk about a ringing in your ears. Ignore the spark of creativity that's your gift coming from the universe. And the universe will crank up the volume in so many other areas of your life, loud and clear, until you finally get it. So there are all of these areas and more in life, where we do our best to get balanced. and it maybe we focus on a few more here and then shift and on a few more there, sort of like I'm doing rehab on my wrist at the moment, which is crushed and beautifully rebuilt. And I'll focus on flexibility in one area for a day and then another area for a day, and it's 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 coming along well. But overall, we're seeking to be a more balanced, energetic being. To me, that's almost the divine feminine. It's very a young very aggressive male approach which helps on several we need to bounce even of that which is let's focus on this one key area and get her done but then there's this balanced nurturing approach of for instance you're not growing an arm or a leg of a baby you better grow the whole baby
2: Mm.
1: and the baby is our life
0: yeah yeah and the whole baby is is mind body spirit and it's interesting because if you look at your trajectory you started with the physical i mean we could do a whole show on your athletic accomplishments then I felt, I feel personally, I could be wrong. Like you moved to the mental and, you know, you focused on law of attraction and manifesting and all of that. And Now you're at the spiritual. And I think that's a progress that so many of us take in our life, but our goal is to walk each of those paths until we can integrate all of them into the whole baby, the the mind, body, spirit. And so as you have birthed this book into reality, um, Oh, and I do want to add it. If you go to, um, the automaticwriting.com or automaticwriting slash bonus, you can, you can see how to order the book, but you can also get some really cool, um, like you have a meditation sample on there. And at the end of the book, Michael has a 30-day challenge to do automatic writing, which I think is fantastic because you have everyone ask specific questions, like who am I today and what do I need to focus on today? And I just think it's great. But now you're progressing into this, this school that you're creating. Can you talk to us about that and what you and your wife hope to accomplish? Yeah, so we, we have finally got bold enough.
1: We've been on, on the show, uh, Inspire Nation show, for six and a half years. We had guest after guest, and we've had over 2,000 shows at this point. We were seven-day-a-week show. Then we were five-day-a-week show. Then we cut it back a little bit to start having classes. But Spirit was saying, look... You're getting this material. You're getting the downloads. You can teach this yourselves. You don't have to rely on other people's material. And so, last year was the last time we were teaching some law of attraction. And then I started doing once a month of channeling. A um, I channeled Lao Tzu. I channeled Napoleon Hill. I channeled. Um, uh, ooh, I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, oh, or. Oh, Madame Blavatsky, and I channeled all of these great mystical teachers from the past to help people wake up to this mystical side. And then I was encouraged, let's have you teach from you and let's start a school of mystics to help everybody birth or bring forth the mystic that's inside of them. And so we've been doing that for five, six months. Now I channeled for the beginning and now have have grown into that courage like been kicked out of the nest um and it's a program you do a law of attraction class between you guys and me and whoever else is listening people will listen for a few months and then they'll go okay i've got this and they'll go do it on their own which is perfect you teach a school of mystics class and everybody continues because first off you get this community where everybody comes together and learns from each other but it just keeps expanding your knowledge and and your experience grows and your knowledge and your experience grows and watching people, I'm very selfish about this. Watching people become mystics, is the most awesome thing because I call everybody a mystic in training. Everybody's a myth, mystic in training, but watching you blossom into your mystichood is, it's crazy, incredible because you cannot live the same way. You cannot be the same way, but you become like you guys both are a bright and shiny beacon of light. And and I could throw you in in the dimmest, darkest closet, and you're still going to shine your light bright, and you're going to still bring your light to everybody else around you. So frankly, this world is completely and totally insane, and and I'm not going to take it anymore. But the biggest way that I can make a difference is to help others, to help others, to help others, to help others, which is why you're doing what you're doing as well.
0: Okay, that sounds exciting and I can't wait to check it out. When when can people find out about that?
1: So they can go to InspireNationUniversity.com and they can scroll down and look for the School of Mystics. It's classes for Wednesday evenings a month, but we also do record it uh, every class. So in case people can't make it, you can be there on Zoom. You can be there on audio. You can be there in in what would we call it? Stalking mode, <laughs> whatever that <laughs> means. Um, but it is, it's I'm very biased. It's kind of cool and and you guys know I've been through some stuff, shall so we say, this fall and I bring it. And I bring it real because every experience that you have, Denise, every experience that you have, Samantha, every experience that you have, Lovebug, all of these experiences are here not just for us, but they're here for us all to learn from.
2: That's- Your work, I can feel the passion in what you're saying and I can feel the truth and that you're the messenger for this, but it also feels like you're empowering people to make that own connection and what Samantha and I teach in our classes and and individually and the whole premise of of all of this spiritually based work is giving people the skills they need so that when you come from your own truth, it can't be replicated. We're not trying to copy someone else and it sounds like your school of mystics is giving people that inner connection and confidence and self-awareness to be able to say, oh, I don't have to divert or I don't have to go default with someone else's opinion, which please keep shining your light because yeah. that is so damn important right now.
1: I couldn't agree more. It's not about me. It's honestly nope. not about Denise, not about Samantha, not even about the love bug again. It it it's about that connection with spirit and then discovering your true authentic self, who you are, what you were right. meant to be, and the connection you have with spirit
2: yeah now i do have to ask one kind of silly question because it just fascinates the hell out of me do you really travel with a rooster or as we prefer to say in new england rooster? yeah (laughs) i do um
1: at the very end while we're on air if you want i am happy to help to have him make a cameo which you 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 would hear probably hear him say something um but you'd be able to see him. for my Monday night lives on YouTube. He's always camped behind me on the couch, really his perch. Um, on some interviews, um, uh, yesterday, I had a beautiful interview with David Ditchfield, um, who was uh, run over by a train in the UK like a decade ago and survived and had a near death experience and came back as an accomplished artist and, um, composer of symphonies he couldn't make any music beforehand and he came back able to do that and at the end of our interview i had to bring rue out to introduce him so he was pure magic is pure magic who was abandoned on the side of the road at five months of age in colorado and my wife and i are driving down the road after sunset we just quote unquote missed a sunset and i said why did spirit take us up here if we were going to miss the sunset. And I said, something's going to come out of this, something even better than we ever expected. Chicken runs across the road. I turned to Jessica, my wife, and I say, you ever wonder why the chicken crossed the road? Because if you'll (laughs) give me permission, we're about to find out. And I said, can I pull over safely? I asked her, rather than just jumping out of the car, I ran over to Rue, who was in a panic, up and down the side of this road. And it's kind of a little mountain highway. Um, and thankfully was not running into the road. I was so scared. Took me talking to him for 15 minutes before I got my shirt off, put it around him, scooped him up, took him in the car. There's even a YouTube video called The Roo Roo, R-O-O-R-O-O, The Roo Roo Story, where Jessica's videotaping me the first minute I have him in my my arms and I kiss him. And it's very clear. We've been together lifetime after lifetime. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is... You know, we were calling a dog um, and we got Rue, which is just amazing. He is the most unbelievable, amazing, challenging, difficult, well worth it. Not pet, but family member we've ever had. It's not... Um, I'm hearing, he's like, I'm not difficult. I'm a rooster. So.
0: <laughs> well, see,
2: people don't realize the personalities. I have had <laughs> hens and roosters my whole, not, not presently, I don't. So when I read that you traveled with a rooster, I thought, son of a bitch, I've never thought about putting <laughs> girls in the rig with me. So what kind of rooster is he? What, what breed?
1: Well, he's, he's a, a breed, as best as we can tell, and he's on the largest of the largest of the largest scale of any rooster, a cuckoo moran a french wow. breed and he is very strong very proud very They're very big, regal
2: very extremely big. Yeah. so we
1: brought him to 19 he's been to 19 different states traveled with us in the rv he's been to the pacific he's been to the atlantic and he's put his feet in both um and and he's been to las vegas Strip. he's been everywhere nobody has and 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 people will Las Vegas, people would stop in their cars, their jaws hit the floor, you know, somebody driving their, I don't know, million dollar, whatever, is like, stopped looking out the car, yelling to Rue, nobody's any, seen anything like them. So I guess I should get them right now. So yeah. so bear with me one minute and love bug, I'm going to have Rue here. So um, <laughs> she loves Rue, they're still trying to figure it out. But like, as soon as he leaves his soft kennel, she goes and run in it. And when he's in it, she'll jump on top of it and go, bada, 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 and start beating on the top of it. And he's going, bada, 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 and he's got his his comb going on. You can see it moving around. And she's going, bada, 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 bada. hold
0: on. Okay. <laughs> Denise, I think I see a rooster in your future. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I,
2: Grace and I kind of have this down. So I don't know about adding a rooster.
0: Imagine you, Grace, and a rooster in your RV. Oh, my goodness. Oh, can we
1: Oops! the headset oh,
2: He's mind. Huge. Well,
1: I know, a love bug.
0: Oh, he's my it gosh, go what do. beautiful
1: coloring. Almost got it. A little challenging. We, we can do this. We might be able to do this, or we might not, but we'll try to give it a try.
0: Look at him.
1: Almost there. <laughs> I know Rue. So he's been <laughs> napping. So he's he's half awake at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, but if you can get the scale, the, the regality, most roosters have. So this is his comb on top. Have two or three points. He has nine. Most roosters have a man an inch, inch and a half of what's called wattles. This thing that dangles beneath his chin. His are two and a half inches or more. And his earlobes alone are between an inch, inch and a half. And so he is just this majestic creature.
0: He's stunning. Absolutely. He he looks like a king. He is. Yeah, I think he knows that. But he's he's been quiet this whole time we were recording. So he must be, I don't know. I always expected roosters to walk around, you know, making their... Gaka doo do sounds good. I don't his, know anything.
1: He has his times and places and and um he loves to sing, uh, but it's also his vocal. I mean, he has more vocalizations than cats or dogs. So he has words for lots of things and he has all sorts of vocalizations. But his his primary mode is to sing. He wants to sing to let people know he's there, sing to let a hey, I want a different food, sing to say I'm overtired, sing for all of these different things. And he is. They say the loudest roosters are 140 decibels. Um, and so I'm going to assume he would qualify in that. That's much louder than a jet airplane. But um, he gets up generally later than we do. Although lately with our healing and pregnancy, he's, he's beating us up, uh, getting up a little bit before us, but he'll sleep until almost eight um, if you keep his soft kennel covered. By the time you get to midday, he's quiet for most of the day until he has you know, certain wants and needs. But he knows what a camera is, he knows what an audience is, and he knows when he's on camera. Let's see if we can sit down here. So he loves this, and he works this, and he really does get this. And we've had animal communicators on, and and like the first time we had an animal communicator on, we had just met with a couple from Hollywood who were interested in making a TV show with us. And uh, he spoke with the animal communicator. And she says, she said, he knows who just came to visit. And he's so glad they did because they're going to make my show.
2: <laughs> so it, I, it, for those of you listening, we can, we have a visual with Michael right now. And he's sitting with this gorgeous rooster on his lap, just petting it. And the rooster has its head against his shoulder. But as soon as he's, he lowered the camera a little bit, the, the rooster looked directly into the screen. So it's, yeah. it's really cool as hell because yeah. people don't equate that with roosters. And he is he's absolutely a beautiful, beautiful yes. creature. And I mean. and
1: they have one eye that sees better distance and one eye that seems better close. So they can look for predators and they can look for food at the same time. And so he's even though you just saw him go, nyam, 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 it's food time because <laughs> I mentioned he knows his words. Um, he's got one eye on you. And he's continuously watching you and he's very energetically connected. So if you want to talk about an animal, and when I said difficult at times, he's an empath's empath. He doesn't feel energy. I'm convinced he sees energy. And so if we were to have a conversation and I got into a challenging topic with us talking like this, he would start screaming from the other room um, because he would see it and he'd be concerned for his flock and for the flock's safety, seeing that energy. Because his job is two things, procreate and protection. I know, we'll get you down in just a second, (laughs) is to keep the flock safe. And so he's always looking at the energy of his flock and the energy going on around them
0: he's Isn't putting right his now? head on your shoulder that is yeah. so adorable yeah.
1: <laughs> he's doing that, that and he's going i love doing that and he goes on the other hand daddy i need food so yes, i'm gonna put true. you down for food and he might start singing here in a second see if we can safely there we go i know good boy i know <laughs> i know
0: that is adorable i know we need to wrap up and you have a lot to do from here on out but we appreciate you so much taking the time to talk with us and share your book and your wisdom and your experiences and for everyone listening we will put links to his book and his website and his fantastic youtube and podcast show inspire nation and we just thank you so much for coming on it's been a pleasure spending this time with you
1: well, thank you, Samantha. Thank you, Denise. Thank you, Spirit. And and uh, thank you for having on because he's he's he, he's he grooving on this.
0: Oh, I
2: love it. <laughs> thank you. This has been lovely. Thank you so much for sharing your light with our
1: listeners. Oh, and, and, with and us. you guys as well. Yeah. So lots and lots of love.
0: Lots thank and you. lots of love to you as well. And to Jessica and all your family of <laughs> four-legged friends there. Thank you everyone for listening. Please remember as always to show up Do good work and share your light. Take care. (laughs) Bye.